Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Welcome back to another edition of the Waterball Lake podcast. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram. That's where you can check out all the latest uh, news with this podcast. Um, I'm joined today by Ant. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Good. Thanks very much. Good, good. So uh, we're going to discuss the subject of who we think is going to be the top four come the end of the Premier League season. So uh, what we'll do, Ant, is we'll start from four down to one. Right. And if my team's different to your team, we'll, we'll have a chat about why you think that team's going to be there and why I think that team's going to be there. Mm. All right. So number, number four. Fourth place, Liverpool. You've got Liverpool. Liverpool. Why do you think Liverpool? I've got someone um, different. Uh, uh, you know they've, they've hit a bit of a bad run of form, which was always going to happen. I feel a bit sorry for Jurgen Klopp, to be honest, because um, the kind of I think the, for the last what two or three years they've been playing that high intensity football with pretty much the same players, and obviously them players are a little bit tired now. Um, you can see that in the league, and I, I honestly think that Klopp now will just focus on the Champions League, try and win the Champions League yeah. with them. They're not going to catch City, you know. They, he knows that they're not going to catch City at the top. I don't think anybody is, to be honest. Um, but we'll leave that for later. Um, you know, Liverpool are down. I think they're down in sixth or fifth at the minute. So I, I fully expect them to to get into the top four by any means necessary. They've, they've still got the class of Salah, Firmino, Mane. Um, they just have had problems at the, at the back, haven't they? And they've, and they've looked, they've looked vulnerable at the back. I mean, you, when you, when your goalkeeper's kicking balls out to opposition players, you're always going to struggle. Um, and I just think that they need to have this season, get pre-season, get the likes of Van Dijk back, and then they'll probably be, probably be back better than ever next season. But I do think they need to buy, better, buy a little bit better than what they have been doing. To be honest, you know, some of the signs, you know, Milamino coming in, not really done it. Um, they need a bit more on the bench who can come, for you know, players who can come on. You know, Jota who did it at the start of the season. You know, he's been injured. You know, he'd be, he's been a big miss for them. Um, arguably bigger than Van Dijk to be honest, because um, he was absolutely flying. But yeah, they seem to have fallen off the rails a little bit, and I just think it's down to times. Don't think anything's changed with them. It's just I think it's just they're tired. 
um, probably mentally more than anything else. So I think we'll finish fourth anyway. You think fourth? See, I I, I didn't put Liverpool as number four. No. I, something tells me they're not going to finish in the top four this season. Something I some I don't know why. Just I don't think they are. Um, I mean, I was reading the other day that uh, apparently they're looking at uh, Nick Pope. Um, so that makes me wonder: is anything going on with Allison? Um, I don't know. It's just weird. Like he's made two clangers, hasn't he, recently? So by three, because he three. made two in one game against City, and then last last week against Brat was it? No, right, Leicester. Sorry, he come out and tried to clean his own defender out and end up losing the ball. Oh. So uh, yeah, it's. I, I think they'll. I do. I think they'll end up in it. I think the the quality of the forward line will be good enough for them yeah. to be in the top four. So we've at got, the expense of who, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. So we've got Liverpool for you at four. For me, I've got yeah. Leicester. Like, Leicester. I think Leicester, you know, they've got a, a lot of young players like Barnes, um, Madison, Fofana, um, and I just I think that they've got a lot of momentum going on their side at the moment. I th- I've just got a weird feeling they're going to finish in the top four. Obviously, at, at the moment... You know the the joint with point uh, points with Man United uh, at the time of recording this anyway, um, so like I I don't think they're gonna slow down. They don't look to me like they're gonna slow down. I don't feel like they've hit a bad patch as per a Liverpool have. Um, I think Brendan Rodgers is doing a fantastic job there. To be honest, like I think he's he's building the team for the future. Oh yeah, I'd lo- I'd love to ask Arsenal fans. When they were linked with Rogers and they were like, "Oh no, no, would you take him now?" Because he's he's been superb. Um, yeah, Leicester are fantastic. I've actually I've actually got Leicester outside the top four just for injury purposes. You know, recently they've fallen off a little bit. I know to beat Liverpool at the weekend, but yeah. Liverpool up until Leicester's you know Leicester's first goal were by far the better team, and it took a clamour for for them to go ahead. You know, once they went ahead, they were brilliant, but. Injuries, I think, if they get two or three serious, like, you know, injuries to good players, yeah, they'll struggle. And that's my issue with Leicester. Still a long way to go. I think they'll end up just, and they've still got the Europa League that they're in. You know, will that'll, that'll, that'll end up, they'll get tired with that. So that'll, it'll be strange. I think it'll be an interesting one, but they've been fantastic. I'll agree with you there. I mean, absolutely superb. Do you think they haven't got enough depth in the team to, to cope with the. They did it last season, didn't they? I think it was last season or season before when they were third or second yeah. and then dropped like stone and um, they ended up not playing European football. I think it was the season before, actually. Yeah. And they ended up not, not qualifying for Europe. That's how bad it went down. That's how downhill it went. And you can see that with them because they play such that high-energy football that they'll probably fall off. I hope they don't because I actually quite like Leicester. I think they're a great side and they're yeah. probably the best side to watch if Barman City. Probably the best side to watch if you're watching a live game. They're excellent. Excellent. And play some really, really good football. Yeah. I mean, do you think that we discussed this a couple of weeks back, do you think James Justin's a miss for them? He will be, yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic. So he's out for the season yeah. now, isn't he? Yeah, but I mean, they've got... He's he got injured playing out of position, hasn't he? And they've got Castagna to come back, who's a left back, and um, Ricardo Pereira's just come back, so they'll not miss him as much, I don't think. 
he's he's a huge loss for them. I mean, I, I had him in my fantasy team, and he's a massive loss for me. So um, you know, I, I was good for that to be honest. But um, yeah, I, I'm more worried when Vardy doesn't play for Leicester because in the actual, is just not as good. Yeah. Um, I always hear Perez probably as a strider more of an attacking midfielder. Yeah. Um, so I would worry if, you know, the likes of Vardy or Madison, you know, Madison's been getting most of the goals, been teamed with the mantle, hasn't he, when Vardy's been injured. So I'd be more worried about that, really. And they haven't really got anyone else to come in off the bench for them um, to to replace them. So, you know, I mean, they might not, they might get lucky with injuries, but if they get one or two, it would be very, very, uh, very interesting to see. Uh, you're, to be fair, you're right there with, the forward line, they really only have Vardy, who is an out-and-out goal scorer. Mm. And the actual, yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, he, he's not going to get you 20, 25, 30 goals a season. Um, I mean, if you look at Vardy, 34 years old, and he's still banging them in, he probably still could do a job for England as well. So, um, But he, he's retired, isn't he, from the from the England setup, as far as I'm aware? Yeah, he has. Vardy has, yeah. He retired a few years ago. Um, um, I think it was just after, after they won the league. Oh. Uh, to preserve his career at Leicester, which is where well, he's been fantastic, hasn't he? Which has been a good move, and I think Ricardo Pereira coming back for for them as well. I think on his day, he's one of the best right backs in the league, if not the world. Ricardo Pereira, um, he's he's just a fantastic talent. Um, and I think you know when he got injured, they start hitting the skids a little bit because I think they do miss him as an attacking threat on the right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. that that's just again. Opinions of my own on this podcast, you know what I mean? I'm a big fan of Ricardo Pereira, as you'll see. I'll put him in my dream team. Um, I do start thinking he'll get go- I think he'll get goals and assists as well, for us, to be honest. But that's just uh, the dream team, anyway. Uh, who you got at number three, anyway? Three, I've gone for the recently rejuvenated Chelsea. Um, I think Tuchel's done fantastic since he's come in. He's, he's showed them up defensively. Uh, he's getting the best out of Abraham and Giroud. Um, and I, I, I believe, give him two or three months, he'll have the best out of Havertz, Werner, um, you know, Pulisic will, will uh, get a new lease of life under him, I think, once he's fit. Um, I, I genuinely think, I, I, once they signed him, I was like, oh, no, not really. But he's done really, really well. Um, he speaks really well as well after the games and stuff. Um, but I, listen, Frank Lampard should have done a lot better with that side. And I've once seen, oh, it was harsh, it was harsh, second, but they've, They've spent an absolute fortune this season on on signing, you know, Mendy and Werner, Havertz, and it hasn't quite worked. But the way they're playing recently, I, I really kind of see them not finishing in that top four. Um, it's it was hard, you know. I, I really wanted to put Leicester in because I love I love the way Leicester play, but I just think they'll fall off with the yeah. um, with the injuries. Um, and I think the like of Chelsea will benefit from that and. The one thing you've got to worry as well, though, with Chelsea is they've got the Champions League as well, but they seem to have more of a squad than the like of Leicester. You know, I mean, Chelsea have got, you know, on the, the recent game when they played Newcastle, you know, they brought Giroud on for Abraham. Giroud goes and scores with his first touch. And then that's just that's a fantastic sub to have on, isn't it? Olivier Giroud, you know, superb. I With Giroud, I always wonder why Arsenal didn't want to keep him. Like, I, no, think, I, know. I think yeah. he's, he's he's an impact player. He's the kind of player you need in your team. Why didn't you want to keep him? Like, yeah, I mean, he's quite similar to, like I said, isn't he? Because the both like you know, goal scoring types of strikers. But yeah, yeah, Giroud seems to have. He just seems to be around forever, Giroud, isn't he? I like, he seems to just always like 
come in with a with a goal or um you know or an assist or whatever really. I mean he's a very underrated player actually. I think a lot of people are like, Oh well he's you know, he's he's old or whatever and he's not really, you know, he's only you know, thirty four, it's not too old, is it? No, he'll no, get he'll still got a season left in him and he's still guarantees of you know, fifteen goals a season, which isn't too bad, is it? I you know most of his appearances really do come off the bench as well nowadays. Like you know they try to Chelsea for example try to put a lot of faith in Timo faith in Timo Werner and Tammy Abraham and stuff. Um and Giroud's kind of like he's he's the guy in the shadows, but like he's at present he's probably the the striker that's performing the best. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I, I also had Chelsea in as well. Um at third, I'd, I think they look rejuvenated under Tuchel. Um. I think what comes down to us in a lot of ways when you look at how they're playing now and how rejuvenated they look and how good they look on the break, um, Tuchel's got them playing to the style that the, the team needs to play and maybe that's where the experience factor of Tuchel versus Lampard has came into play. Right. Oh yeah, that's a hundred percent, isn't it? That's hundred percent why you know they really should have gone for. I know I can understand you know the stuff for Lampard, and so it was like you know a fairy tale for Lampard and stuff. But uh, if I was a top four side and getting a, a lad who's just cut his teeth, but fair enough, he's a he's a club legend, but a lad just cut his teeth at Derby, and it was a strange one for me. I think it was a cheap one, and it was it was a strange one. And Tuchel's come in and, and done very well since he started. I remember a couple of weeks ago we said uh, two shells going to be a quick fix. Do you still stand by that? I still think it will be. I don't think it'll last too long. Um, you know, I think long term for Chelsea, it's, it's hard to say. Actually, a manager will come in and do as well as what two has actually done. So I still think it'll only be you know the eight eight month kind of thing with with what two kind of does, isn't it? You now he goes into clubs, you know, quick fix and then off he goes. But yeah, um, I, I can't say it being any longer than. In eight eight months, to be honest, I think it'll be you know we'll see this season out, maybe up next season, see where they are, and then they'll, uh, you know, Roman Roman Abramovich, he's he's got a big trigger finger on me, so I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you're not last too long. Here's a question for you then: Do you think Mendy's going to remain in goal, or do you think he's going to go with Kepa? Uh, I mean, it, it's got to be, for me, it's got to be Mendy. Um, I, I can understand why they played Kepa the other night. You know, they're playing. You know, I don't want to be too harsh on on Newcastle, but they're playing Newcastle side without their best striker, with Callum Wilson being injured. So it was nice to see Kepa keep a clean sheet. I mean, what else has gone on uh, with with Kepa? I mean, he, he's he's flopped, doesn't he, at Chelsea? He's not been great, but it's it was nice to see him get a clean sheet and everything like that. But yeah, you know, Mendy's one of the best keepers in the world. If you know any anyone worth the salt's going to pick Mendy over Kepa, to be honest. Well, uh, they just looked more resolute at the back as soon as they brought in Kepa, to be quite... Uh, not Kepa, Mendy, apologies. Um, like, they just looked more resolute at the back. Like, to me, with Kepa, it just looks like he's going to like lose his, lose the plot at any second. Um, yeah. But we'll see what happens. Like, Kepa's the kind of player which Tuchel would like to work with. He, he's young, he can mould it the way he wants him to be moulded. So, I don't know. I think it'd be very... Be very like Mendy would feel very hard done by if Kepa Regan's number one spot playing only a handful of games. But we'll, we'll I think see. it would alienate a lot of Chelsea fans if uh, if they were to have Kepa in goal and ahead of Mendy, who's is one of the world's best for me. Uh, you're a big fan of him, like, are you? 
Yeah, I think he's excellent, yeah. You just look at Chelsea since he's come. He's kept a lot of clean sheets. He's done really well. And they look a bit more, a bit more strong at the back. I mean, I do think as much as what well, I've just, you know, kind of hammered, um, hammered Lampard for when he, he brought... Thiago in but he left Rudiger out and Rudiger's come in since Tuchel's come in Rudiger's been fantastic and you look at how how solid Chelsea have been since Rudiger's come back you know that's Rudiger is by far and away better than Thiago Silva I mean Thiago Silva's quite old now isn't he you know for, for professional and he's getting a little bit but he's doing well and I just think Rudiger's a bit more solid than Zuma Zuma's a decent decent defender you know good good beat Chelsea a long time but he's got that mistake in him hasn't he and um yeah, it's nice to see um nice to see Rudy get back to be honest, he's a good player. Do you think he's their best defender? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And do you think the German connection's gonna help them? Yeah, best like, centre half anyway. Yeah. Do you think the German connection's Madden? gonna help them? Yeah, of course it will, yeah. Yeah. I think eventually, I think like I say, long term, I think you'll you'll see him get the best out of Werner and have it to me Werner scored the other night, so that's good for him. Um, you know, hopefully proving trying to prove me wrong if he's listened to this podcast talk calling him worse than the shit the other podcast, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always happy to be proved wrong. Ah, oh, fair dues, man. I mean, that, that's the thing, isn't it? That's the thing, you know. But um, I had Chelsea as well, um, I've heard as well, and I feel like you're going to have the same number two that I have as well. Um, Man United? <laughs> Yeah, I think we're going to have the same number one as well, Gary, to be honest. Oh, I don't know, like, I don't know. I mean, I've got Sheffield United for number one. I bet you have, uh, yeah, <laughs> upside down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> number, two, number two is Man United. Um, I, I will say, I think Oli has done absolutely brilliantly this season with them. Considering, you know, last season they were like, you know, Oli out and all this stuff. And, you know, listen, the thing is with, with managers and... It might kind of backtrack to what I've said about Lampard, but you've got to give them time. Yeah. You know, I can understand why Chelsea got rid of Lampard. I could probably understand if this time last year Man United got rid of Ole. But this season, I mean, the, the away form that they've got is unbelievable. I mean, like they've, they've won nearly every away game this season. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. If he can sort that home form out and turn them into a little bit more of a, a force at home, which. You know, this is me saying about Man United aren't playing very well in Hull Trafford. It's mad. But, I mean, they've got one of the best players in the world in Bruno Fernandes. I mean, what a player he is. What a signing he's been, man, since since January last year. I mean, you've got to say he's probably been involved in, what, 80 90% of Man United's goals since he signed. I was you know, reading that the a, other day as well. It'll be, oh. it'll be a high value, whatever it is. I mean, he's... You know, and especially this season, I think Cavani's been a very astute signing. You know, he's come in and done a job whenever he's had to. Yeah. Rashford's been been getting the been getting the best out of Rashford. Um, the defense is still all over the place, but recently it's kind of shown a little bit more stability. Um, you know, yeah, I think you know a really really good job when you look at the squads around in the top. You know, the top eight, top nine. You look at Tottenham, who were nowhere near Liverpool. They were, they were flat. They were sliding out. I mean, Man United probably haven't got as good a squad as Liverpool and um, Spurs, and you know, the second in the league. So they, they have done very, very well. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that before. I was reading the other day that uh, some of the sporting fans believe that Bruno Fernandes was holding the team back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can tell him and Oli probably don't see eye to eye. Um, and apparently they had an argument earlier on this season about something or other. But listen, I mean, you don't have to get on with your best players, but you just have to play them. Let them do what they have to do. I mean, 
he has been tremendous. He's probably the best ever January transfer. You know, considering how much money he cost, he's probably repaid and doubled that since um, since he signed. I mean, he's, he scored. We're recording on the Thursday night. He scored another two goals tonight. He's fantastic. You know, he's an absolutely fantastic player. Um, and probably will go for a lot of money. You know, whenever they get rid of him, he'll go for a lot of money. Um, so it's 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 a really good. Really good signing for them, and like I say, they've got the best out of Rashford this season. I think he's been very good. You know, under, underrated player for Man United is Scott McTominay. I, I knew you were going to say well that. This season. I knew you were going to you know, say you know, that because I was going to say that. <laughs> you know what? Though, if the, if Man United got a bit of Pogba at the end of the season, you wouldn't really be bothered, would you? Whereas last year, when they were like, "Oh, Pogba wants to leave," it would have been huge. But now, I mean, Emmanuel probably. Tied to get a, a, a relatively decent profit for him. Yeah, that can go on long term. Uh, centre forward, you know, like a really good, proven quality centre forward uh, of good age. You know, uh, as much as I say Cavani's done well, he's not going to last two, three, four years, is he? You know, so they could get that, and they could probably show the defence up a little bit. So it would probably be a probably in the best interest for Pogba to leave Man United. I mean, Scott McTominay. Just going back to him. I think he's been absolutely class. And like when we obviously talk about our dream team and you put Gundogan in, I was so tempted to put McTominay in, but I just I can't do that to check right now. I need to check in my team. Um but like he he's been fantastic and you know Scotland as well, McTominay and McGinn. That that's a kind of good midfield pairing really on paper. Yeah. Like and I can't remember the last time Scotland had two midfielders who a brilliant box to box players and can score goals as well as pass the ball round fantastically well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not even going to think think about that. I don't watch much Scotland. I mean, um, well, to be fair, neither do I. Yeah, so, he's he's be, he, he has been well, probably one of the um, underrated players of the season. To be honest, he because he, he bangs in a few goals as well for them. He's he's done very well. Right. Um, you know, he's only he's only only young, so he'll only get better. Uh, Luke Shaw as well, like completely re- rejuvenated. Like, he, yeah, he's looking classic yeah, he has fullback. been very good this season. Him and Juan Bissaka, I think, are fantastic. Uh, not very good defensively, but they're good going forward. Um, and I mean, Luke Shaw's always been a good player. He's had bad injuries and he's had weird issues or whatever, but he does. Pardon me, he does look a lot fitter this season. And just man, man, you need another centre half to play with Maguire because Maguire's, you know, he can be Maguire can be the world, one of the world's best defenders one week and then Sunday league level the next. He's, he's inconsistency. And if I was, you know, you know what, and it's gonna, this is probably going to be very kind of um, controversial, but I would probably get rid of Dia if I was Man United because he's he's not brave enough anymore to hear. He doesn't get down to shots as much as what he used to. He's still got these mistakes in him and it with with Henderson in the in the reserves and on the bench, they've got a ready made replacement for him, so they're gonna be looking to get what, sixty million for De Gea. And then they don't need to buy another goalkeeper because they've got Henderson. So it's like that would that would free up loads of cash for them. So and I I personally think Henderson will probably be battling De Gea in a couple of years anyway. I think you make a good, I think you make a good point with that. Like, like I think Dean Henderson's too good to sit on the bench, and oh, I, thought, yeah. I thought even to be quite honest, Sam Johnstone was a really good backup goalkeeper. And he's if you look at Sam Johnstone for West Brom, he's a good keeper. Granted, they're not playing fantastically well. I mean, they look a bit better under Sam because Sam is yeah. he, he works from the back. Um, 
but they've always had good keepers, Man United. And Dean Henderson could easily slot in that number one slot if they sold the hate to say, for example, Real Madrid. Um, yeah. But he's one for you. If, if you think that Man United need a centre-back, um, one, what's the problem with Lindelof and Bailey? And two, who would you sign? But to be fair, um, Bailey Bay or however you pronounce it, he's always injured. That's that's his problem. Lindelof, Lindelof, its consistencies were the same with Maguire. You know, it's, it's just got to be more consistent. They've, they've got to be, they've just got they've, they've got to be more consistent. They are in, they just kind of make these silly silly errors all the time, and it, it has cost them a couple of times this season. So it's. I mean, yeah. For me, I would. I don't. I don't particularly rate Lindelof. You know, I think Bayer's a good player, but he's always he always gets this knock, doesn't he? He's always um, he always gets to struggle with a with a knock or something, or he gets a quite a serious injury. Plus, I mean, he did his knee, didn't he, a few years ago? And he hasn't probably been the same since. Once you do your knee ligaments, that's probably it. You know, you look at Mendy at um, City when he did his knee, and he's come back. He's not. He's not the same player. Um, so, centre halves. United. I mean, I would have probably went at the start of the season. Um, John Stones from City, but he's been on fire for City, so they'll obviously not sell them United. Um, so I'm not too sure to be honest. Um, they'll probably I would probably bring someone with a bit of experience in, not just a young lad. Um, so you know, I'll try and. Try and try and um, get one out there, out there, bag free. I'll probably say look, look at someone like John Stones, but no one signed John Stones. Yeah, I mean, I can see. I think you're right with experience. Um, I think if Man United were need another set, like a second centre back, uh, would they go for experience? Or would they go for a kid? If they're gonna go for a kid, the most likely, like likely gonna go for someone at Real Madrid, like Eden Militao. Um, if they want someone yeah. experience, uh, someone who's kind of in a way, approaching the later years of his career, I could honestly see them going for someone like Matt Hummels. Um, you know, yeah, he's, he's been long yeah, linked with the Premier League. Uh, long linked with the Premier League, I could see that happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they probably should have gone for Ruben Diaz. Nah, <laughs> but, he's been know, great. Um, he went to the the rivals down the road. Um, yeah, Hummels is a good shout. I would say, yeah, that's. If Probably they're going to go for one. an experienced centre back, I'd say Hummels could potentially make like look at a Premier League move. But in all honesty, I think when his time's up and uh, he's he's not at the the pace in the German leagues, I can see him either going to China or I can see him going to America. Um, wouldn't surprise yeah. me if he went to play for Beckham's team. If I'm being honest with you, but uh, aye. Um, but we'll move on to number one, same number one as yeah. me, Man City. Oh yeah, I mean. Fantastic! I mean, so fun. I mean, I love City. I love Pep. I love Man, Man- Manchester City. Are probably my well, I wouldn't say the my second favorite team, but the my favorite team to watch in in England. Um, you know, probably be better Barcelona than my favorite team to watch in England. Um, I just love what Pep does. I just love his football. I love the way that they play. Um, they've done. He's done so well with this season because what what was going on with them last season was they were leaking in too many goals. So we signed Ruben Diaz. Who's been tremendous? You know, Laporte got injured, so John Stones has come in, done a fantastic job. You know, Cancelo, is it Cancelo the right back? Joe Cancelo, yeah. Yeah. Done superb. 
You know, the left back, uh, Zinchenko's just come back. He's been superb. They've got players all over the pitch who are fantastic. And you look at it as well, though, they share the goals out, which is great. You look at, like, uh, we've just discussed Leicester without Vardy, where they're going to get a goal. Man United, probably without Bruno Fernandes, you would probably say maybe Rashford. You know, Liverpool without Salah, there's only Mane, really, who can, you know, guarantee your goals. City have got, got the top the top goal scorer is a midfielder in Gundogan, who's been superb this season, by the way. Absolutely magnificent. Um, and then they've got Raheem Sterling, the, who's, who's scoring goals. Phil Foden, who's scoring goals. Ferran Torres, who doesn't play much, who's scoring goals. Riyad Mahrez. You know, there's so many of those players who'll probably hit 10, 11 goals this season. And that's what you need. You need to share the load out. Um, and, and they've done that. They've done that fantastically. I mean, they're just blowing teams away as well. I mean, I, I fancy City this year for the Champions League. You know, just based on on that, they just they can blow teams away, and they, they can get goals from anywhere. And you look at the last six weeks; they've they've been fantastic without Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> they haven't missed Kevin De Bruyne, and now he's come back. This is going to be even better. Aguero was due back, so you know he'll probably get a few goals before the end of the season. You know, I, I fancy City. You know what? They might do it all this season, to be honest. I know Pep will be like, absolutely not. But I kind of think of a better team, certainly a better team in England than them, and I'm hard-pressed to find a better team in Europe at the minute. Question for you then. If they do it all, like you say, do you think Pep will leave in the summer? No. You think he'll stick it out? No, I don't think Pep Pep will leave City for a while. I think Pep will do... (laughs) Pep's found... Like where he wants to be in City, and I know he's always I'll retire when I'm this age. I'll do this when I'm like, you know, he can go and get paid where he can stay at City and get paid whatever he wants. They'll give him whatever he wants. They've got the vast fortune to sign whoever he wants to sign. You know, I mean, I know they had this issue with the um, when they got barred out the Champions League with the um, illegal signings, but that's all gone now. That's all done. So they can do whatever they want, really. And um, you know, I think the sky's the limit with him and City. Even though he's done so well with them, anyway, you know, he will stay at City until they win the Champions League. And you know what? It might be this season, but I just think he'll be there for a long time. He'll want to finish whatever he wants to do. You know, he'll look at the like of Phil Ford and and how carefully he's done. He's like been with Phil Ford and by not sending him out on loan bringing him in and drip feeding him into the side and now look at him now he's probably one of the first names on his team sheet yeah I mean he, he, you know, he'll probably want to finish his project with players like that I think I mean Phil Ford um, like, has been fantastic start, for do it again you know what I mean like start afresh and do it again yeah you know, yeah, been, yeah they're, they're a great side he's being class and like a keeper which to me like Edison like I don't think like he does much but he's solid and he's resolute. And yeah. if he was to get injured, they've got Zach Steffen who could come in. Like there seems to be like a lot of depth in that team, and they're in a position now where I think, like yourself, they, they could go on and win the Champions League. They look good on the break. They look good um, going forward, um, and they're doing all this as well without Sergio Aguero. Yeah, yeah. and Kevin De Bruyne. I, mean, he, as a I such. think he'll be gone at the end of the season. Like I do, I uh, think he'll end up leaving. His contract runs out. Um, you know what? I love Aguero. You know, he's been brilliant. But I think he'll probably find his way out and they'll, they'll obviously look at Jesus or maybe sign 
they're on about signing Harland, aren't they, from Dortmund? I mean, can oh, you imagine man. that next season? <laughs> you know what I mean? It'll be, it'll be unbelievable. Well, he's an absolute pocket rocket, him, isn't he, Erlen Harland? Like, he's going to be one of the world's best strikers, him. Like, he just looks insane. And that I was going to lead into that there. If Aguero goes, who do they get for a forward? Because they will no, make a big money forward yeah, move. Yeah, You think Harland? 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine him at City. Uh, see, I don't know. I really don't know if I can see him at City. Even oh, I though can he's... definitely see him at City. The connections yeah, are there, you... aren't there? Sterling, Sterling, Haaland, Foden, Mares, Torres. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Can you imagine that? It'd be, it'd be unbelievable. And his dad has connections to City. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like it could be a bidding war for him, apparently. Um they weren't expecting them to stay there Dortmund too long. It was just kind of just get used to European football. But see what happens with that, I guess. But uh, aye. Uh, top four then. You've got Liverpool, Chelsea, United, City. Yeah. And I've got Leicester, Chelsea, United and City. Yeah. I'm sticking with Leicester. I'm, I've got to stick with Leicester. I'm surprised. I'm I'm surprised, Gary, that you never snuck West Ham in there, considering your love for for the likes of Suchek and I want to say David Moyes, but you know. <laughs> nah, not for Moyes. I like Suchek. I like Kufal. I do like. You know what? I do actually like watching watching West Ham play because I like watching Bowen play Kufal. I think Kufal and Suchek have just been two class signings for them. Um, ben Rama, absolutely class signing. Um, I, Declan Rice, like. They've got some really good players in the team, and like it is, like I do think it's good to see them doing, doing well. Like especially when you know they're in the London Stadium as well. Granted, there's no fans at football at the moment, but I think like their revenue would have been through the roof the way they're playing it if COVID yeah. wasn't a thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that, and they've done well. I think they'll end up finishing outside the top six, so you I, know, do. I think Tottenham will get in, and I think Leicester will get in. I mean, I said at the beginning of the season, when I saw Spurs play, I thought Spurs would win the league, but I don't know what's happened there. They've completely dropped off. Need to get rid of the manager. You reckon? <laughs> Need to get rid of the manager. He doesn't suit. You know, I know we're, we're probably going off, off um, topic, but he doesn't suit Spurs and the way Spurs want to play. You know, I, I, you can imagine being Harry Kane in that side. Not, I wouldn't be happy at all, to be honest. Cause they're not, and he's still scoring loads of goals, but they're not providing them. So who, do you, who do you get do. then? Pardon? Who do you get then if you get rid of Josie? Well, I would never have. And we've had these these conversations, you know, privately, haven't we? But I would never ever have got rid of of the of um. Shit, I can't remember his name, Gary. Poch. Told you he was good in Pochettino. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would never have got rid of Pochettino. I would never have done that. It was a massive mistake. I still stand by that. It was a massive mistake. I think in long term, Pochettino will probably be more successful than Mourinho in five years. And I, I did, really didn't understand that to begin with. I still don't understand it now. Um, I just think Mourinho, it's his real highway, which is a problem, I think. Um, and he's turned Spurs, who were a very good and attractive football side, into quite a boring team. And it's a little bit sad, to be honest. I like I we we have different opinions on Poch. I do think Poch is a really good manager. I just think that his time was did at Spurs. I'm not saying Jose was the right man for the job. I'm just I thought that Poch was his time was up at Spurs. He should have went to Man United, but you know can't can't diss Ole like Ole has done a brilliant job. So 
Um, but yeah, so top four, we've both got Man City as winners then. Yeah, yeah, oh, uh, it'll it'll be by a long way as well. Oh, yeah, I think it will be. I think the only what, the only thing that will stop City is if they start doing very well in Champions League and he'll start. But the, that's the problem. I mean, he can probably put a reserve team out that'll be better than majority of the Premier League. It's it's just it's mental how good they are and how how good players they've got. You know, they've got like the likes of Mendy who's not getting a game as much. Laporte not isn't starting. It's Diaz and Stones. It's just crazy. And the Absolutely crazy. Mahrez doesn't get much of a game before any other team in the, in the league. Yeah. It's, Le- uh, it's, it's such an embarrassment of riches for them. Laporte was their best defender. Ruben Diaz signed as a relative unknown. If you don't know much about yeah. Portuguese football, you'd, um, you wouldn't know who Ruben Diaz is. Like, he is an upstart in the Portuguese team, but... Um, you know, like he's coming to for me, Ruben Diaz, John Stones, Laporte. They've they've got that, they've got that thing where they've got a couple of centre backs who are good players now. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, we'll 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 leave it at there then, Ant, and uh, we'll see at the end oh. of the season uh, how our top fours match up. I've just I've got to stick with Leicester. I just think Liverpool's. Yeah. Gonna, I think Liverpool's going to falter a little bit more. Yeah, fair play, fair enough. And 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 uh, I will say it was hard for me to leave Ah, well, you know, honourable mention. <laughs> um, but no, cheers for joining us tonight. I appreciate it. No problem. Podcast Network.